Blessing. So uh, today is actually uh, Pentecost Sunday. I don't know if anybody was aware of that. Um, my wife reminded me. So uh, so it, it's a uh, it's a time that's actually supposed to be fifty days after the first fruits, which was uh, when when Jesus uh, when, when Easter when he rose from the grave. It was the first fruits that took place, and so then um, then Jesus was here with. On the earth, physically, with a, a glorified body for 40 years, or 40, 40 years, 40 days. Isn't it interesting how there's some 40s, you know? Uh, uh, so he was, he was on the earth here and appeared and, and, and was touched. And, and uh, it, it was significant for that to happen. Because his resurrection, everything revolves around his re- resurrection. You know, I, I was so encouraged... Uh, um, and, and this is our hope. Uh, Jesus said, if you believe uh, in the resurrection, you can believe in me. If, if, if we believe in the resurrection, we believe in what Jesus did. And we believe that that's who we are, that we're going to rise, that we're going to rise again. Um, you know, that, that if we have passed away, we're going to have a, uh, a new body. We're going to rise to meet Jesus. And if we're still alive, you know, we need to talk about this more. You know, I remember when I was a kid, we talked about it a lot more, about Jesus coming. I mean, he's coming yeah. back. Yeah. And, and I, I would like to believe, based upon Scripture, that uh, we will precede any kind of um, major end times. You know, I, I think people right now are going through what they would consider to be uh, at the end of times. The, the people in the world are being, you know, Christians. Different parts of the world, they're being greatly persecuted, and and um, but I believe Jesus is coming back, and so that's that's a part of what we believe. Um, so Pentecost is important because it's 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 when what Jesus promised uh, took place the the giving of the Holy Spirit the 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 reception of the Holy Spirit. And it, who did it come to? It came on those that responded to his direction. It wasn't, it wasn't just random. He said, but you're going to meet together and you're going to receive the Holy Spirit together. And it was interesting, the timing of this, because Pentecost happened uh, uh, at a particular time of the year when people were coming from all around the world. And the scripture actually talks about it. We're, I'm going to read through some of the scripture because I think it's significant today. But um, people were coming from all around the world. And there was a demonstration of the Holy Spirit that caused people to be able to receive Jesus. It was, it was an unexplainable miracle that was taking place. And it happened immediately after they received the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit came as a result of obedience. It came as a result of unity among the brethren. And then it immediately came with a, with a purpose. Its purpose wasn't just so they could glory in the goosebumps. How many like goosebumps? God's presence. I love your presence. I love your goosebumps. I love, you know. I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful that we have that. But the goosebumps are so that we could go out and and and, and have rubber meet the road, you know. And, and so that's what they did. They went out immediately. And, you know, sometimes people want to confine what the Holy Spirit, uh, his power and his purpose to one event of his demonstration. A lot of people want to do that with the, with the Spirit. Well, the only reason why the Holy Spirit came, the only reason he's confined, the Holy Spirit, he's a wonderful, very wonderful person, but he's only confined to this particular demonstration of power where somebody can understand what you're saying in another language. Wow, he's pretty limited, isn't he? And it only happened for those disciples. It was only, it, it, it was, boy, he's pretty, he's pretty bound individual, isn't he? <laughs> There was, a, there, was a, there was a point of time, it was Pentecost, is when all the people were coming together and seven days after Jesus ascends up into heaven, they're waiting diligently to receive this promise that he gave. He comes immediately, they're empowered for a purpose, to demonstrate something that caused these people, it said they were actually godly people, but caused them to be able to 
believe in Jesus. So, we've been talking about the Holy Spirit for a few weeks, haven't we? Interrupted weeks, we've had other things going on, but, but uh, I want to take at least this one more time to talk about the Holy Spirit, because I, especially Pentecost today, it, it's, man, this is, this is so appropriate for us. And for us to, to draw some things from this, you know, we've, we've already seen that what he can, he's enabling us to do, he helps us. And so we're looking at ministry of the Holy Spirit being something that helps us to do something that we can't do on our own. And... Um, you know, we've been told to go and share the gospel, preach the gospel, and we're supposed to do these things, but we don't do it in our own ability. We do it uh, with the power of the Holy Spirit. Um, remember what, what, um, what Paul said? He said, I don't come to you with fancy language. I don't come with, with, with a great ability to, to present a speech. He said, I, 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 you know, I'm sure he said, I, I hope that, that when I do speak, it's effective. But he said, I want the power of the Holy Spirit. I don't want to have a religion, a form of godliness that denies the power of God. You might as well not even give it a go if, if there's no power, right? So I, I want us to be challenged in this today because I believe what the Holy Spirit does it in his power, and, and it's, it, it's all contingent upon our, our obedience you know, the, the, the Holy Spirit's reception, they, came, they went up to the upper room ready to receive. They weren't wondering if they were going to receive it or not. They were given a promise. They said, if you receive it, and they all received, right? In fact, after that, everybody that, uh, everybody that desired to receive, they received it, right? Um, but it, it came with a purpose. And, and I'd like to look at it in a way because... You know, the Holy Spirit, like I said, he's not confined to little things. He wants to take us to greater things. Things that we can't even imagine. Beyond where we are right now, totally. You know, and somehow, we've believed this for a long time, haven't we? We got all, we got all choir members in here, so I'm just talking to the choir. But, but, but we, we believe this for a long time, but... You know, how many dead people do we see rising? How, you know, what, what do we actually see? And, and I would like to believe that God hasn't changed at all. And if anything needs to change, it's us. Amen? And I can be encouraged in that. I can say, well, the Holy Spirit wants to help us in this. He's our helper. To not say, well, it's, it's just my fault. I guess I just got to feel really bad about it. No, no, we've been given a helper. Right? We've been given a minister. To help us in this, in this weakness of ours. Because we can't in our own. But we have a Holy Spirit. That it's not by mind. It's not by power. It's by his spirit. Amen. So, so I want to look at it at, at this way. And I'll give, an, I'll give a, a couple little illustrations here real quick. Because I think it's, it's important. So how many have heard of uh, like gateway drugs? Or <laughs> you know... Uh, or, or door, doorways to something else, you know? It's like, if you can just get through this door, then boy, you're gonna go into all this other stuff, right? <laughs> I would like to, to, to see the Holy Spirit for us today as a doorway maker, okay? So, so, so he wants to do, he wants to, he wants to demonstrate something that we cannot figure out with our minds that will cause our hearts to open up to receive even greater things. It's, you know, sometimes we, we just want the miracles. We just want the demonstrations. The demonstrations are just doorways. You know, Jesus went around healing everybody, doing all these miracles and stuff. For what purpose? So that they could say, yay, Jesus, the miracle. No, he wanted them to believe. He would heal them and then say, and your sins are forgiven. You know, that's, that's, that's bigger than any healing, the forgiveness of sins. In fact, that's what made the religious people mad because that's power that people don't claim, right? That's a big deal. And what the Holy Spirit will do for us is he'll allow us to begin to, to visualize and see things that are greater than where we've been, than we can even imagine right now. Because to go somewhere, you have to be able to go through the door to get into that realm. Does that make sense? So, 
Hopefully y'all can relate to this. The, young, the younger you are, the less you'll be able to relate to this, I, I, I guess. Uh, but um, so it was interesting. You know, um, I was blessed with a, 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 a Jeep. Now, the Jeep came with a lot of things I've had to fix since. It was a little bit older and stuff, you know. But So it looked, it, it's like I was showing it to Miller, and she thought it was brand new. It's not brand new. It's, 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 it's I don't know, 13, 14 years old or something like that. So it, it, but it looks nice. You know, it's been repainted. It's got some things. I, 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 I like driving that thing. You know, it's, it's fun. It's nice. It's a blessing. Thank you, wife. I can't say enough of how wonderful you are. Okay. All right. It wasn't just her. <laughs> but it was her idea. I know it was her idea. We, we flew down to, to, to Keith Moore's meeting down in, in, uh, in Florida. And of course, she rented a Jeep so that we could. And before, before I, she got this one. And uh, so we had to rent something. So it was a red Jeep. That, and she said, oh, don't you think this would be nice? And I was like, <laughs> but the thing about my Jeep is, is it's, it's, it's pre it might be pre or it might just not have had this. It, it doesn't have electric windows. Yeah, no, no electric windows. So, but, so here's, here's the funny thing, though. This is, this is funny, all right? So, so I had Sawyer, and I took Sawyer in the Jeep. And uh, I, I don't know, Braden didn't seem to notice this. but um, So I had Sawyer in the Jeep, and, and I went to, to crank the window down. His eyes got real big. <laughs> he said, wow, that's cool. <laughs> I've never seen anything like that before. Isn't that funny? I thought that was funny. But, but, you know, just not too long ago, we didn't have, tech, we didn't have any devices, did we? And, you know, it's, it's like Braden. He said, so what games did you play when you were a boy? I said, well, <laughs> you know, we had board games, you know. We went outside, novelty, you know. We, we threw the ball over the house, you know, and <laughs> tried to catch the person on the, when they tried to get around the house. You know, so life existed before this stuff. In fact, there was a resistance to it. And I've, I've found that in technology, a lot of times there, there's a resistance, you know, unless... You can show something that changes somebody's life. I found this. I've, I found this with, uh, especially women with technology. Because so I've, I've tried to push a lot of stuff, you know, with the with the church, you know, apps and stuff like that. Oh, I just can't do that. I just can't do that. But they camp out all day on Facebook doing stuff that I can't figure out. Why? Because it's, somebody figured out a way of opening up something. Oh, I can do that? As soon as I can, oh, I can do that? Oh, well, then I, what else can I do through that? You know, you see what I'm saying? <laughs> so I remember, I, you know, I, 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 was a, I was a worship leader at a church up in Ohio, and, and uh, man, I was, I was busy. I was just at the church all the time. I didn't have any reason for a cell phone. Those things, they're just, you know, it, it was a little pre now. So, <laughs> but, so my, my wife, uh, you know, she's trying to push a cell phone on me. You know, you can, I, I gotta, I gotta blame her for something. But, no, <laughs> but, but, you know, I mean, I mean, even today, some people say, I, you know, I'm, I'm just not going there. I'm just not going there. And, and, and I believe that's true until you could show them something about that little device that would cause their life to be enhanced in some way. So this is what happened to me. So this is my little testimony about cell phones. <laughs> so, I, so Buddy Horn swoggled me into moving down here to Texas, learning how to say fixing and stuff like that. So, so I moved down here and I was hanging out with uh, Buddy and Sandra eating all their ice cream. Um, <laughs> making Cody mad because there wasn't any ice cream in the, in the fridge. But uh, <laughs> uh, so, but my wife was still up in Ohio. And so uh, we got us a cell phone. I'm driving all over the place. I, I, it, it was a, 
a door was opened into a realm that I had refused to that point because it caused my life to be bettered. I was able to call her anytime. And you know what? That thing all of a sudden became something of value, not just, not just for that. Now I navigate with it. Now I listen to stuff on it. Now I do all kinds of other stuff. Why? Because it was opened up to me and it, and it, and it caused me to find out that what greater things it can do. You know? Is that kind of relatable to some degree? Because I, I really believe that this is how the Holy Ghost is. We, we want to say he's just for calling home. You know, <laughs> and no, no, he, he's a doorway and he wants us to become a participant in that to where, why, why does he, why does he gift us? We talked about gifts last week, didn't we? Why does he gift us with these things? Because he wants to utilize our ability to open up to other people a possibility. We don't know what somebody needs in their life. We don't know that particular thing. And the Holy Spirit comes along to do something that will cause them to say, wow, I can't believe that. That's why we, we, we need power. We can't just, it's not just, I believe the word of God itself is, is powerful. It, it, you, just, you, you just quote a scripture and it's powerful in itself. But for some people, they've already heard that scripture. But you tell them something that they say, how in the world did you know that? You know? Or, or, or you say, oh, I see, I see you're going through something here. Can I just lay hands on you? How does that happen? That doesn't happen just because we, we think it's a good idea. We heard a sermon about it. Right? This requires being full of the Spirit. Why? Because the Holy Spirit's going to be the one that even gives you the, the, the notion to do something. And then, and, and this is the, the really thing I want to encourage us with. He's not just looking for certain kind of people to do these things. He's looking for anybody that will just be obedient. You know, sometimes when I go to pray for somebody, it's not for me to decide whether I was praying in faith or anything else. He says, you just lay hands. You just do it. Amen? But it is incumbent upon me to not just be obedient to go do that, but to be obedient to be a vessel. So, so let's go through this some. Can we do this? I want to read through this passage out of Acts. I'm just going to read part of Acts 2. Um, because this is the day of Pentecost. This is when it happened. This is when it began. And I'm just going to draw some things as, out as we go through this. And, and, and then I, uh, uh, I just want us to be encouraged for ourselves. There's, there's a necessity for ourselves, for us to allow the Holy Spirit, for us to begin to perceive things differently through the eye of faith. But as we perceive that, for us not to remain on any place that we find ourselves, not to, not to just camp out on what God's already done, but to say, okay, that's the doorway I went through. Now, there's greater things. Jesus always talked about this, greater things. All right, so when the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. The, just even being here right now, this, this has caused there to be a potential that we would not have on our own. Do you sense that? Because we, we are, we are, we've come with a, a singleness of purpose to receive, to honor God together. It's been wonderful to do that. Don't you like that new song we did this morning? Lord, we believe for it. Amen. The world talks about talks another language, but we believe what God says about things. Amen. Suddenly, a sound like a blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. <laughs> Might have to work on that, but <laughs> but but you know, this was amazing for them. For them. Wow. Wow. This is amazing. The whole place is shaken. And if ever anybody peeked open an eye, there was it looked like a flame on the on the guy next to him. Like, I don't think they could see their own or not, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> 
All right, need to go on. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and, and came to rest on each one of them. On each of them. What was happening? A door was opening for them. They were already born again. They already knew Jesus. They already, man, they were committed to him. But there was a reception of a power that was beyond anything they'd ever seen. Amen? And it rested upon them for a purpose. But look what happened. It didn't just rest upon them. All of them, so it came and rested on them, and they were filled. They were filled with the Holy Spirit, began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. So this was something that was promised by Jesus to everybody, wasn't it? This reception of the Holy Spirit to become filled with it. And the ev- why was the evidence like it was? That, that was something that, you, you know, this kind of thing had, had happened before, but not in the mass way that it did. Because to be filled with the Holy Spirit, it will overtake the limitations of your mind for expression. It must. It can't be confined to just what you're thinking. This is actually, this is actually really good. Unless you're really proud of your ability to think, maybe. I don't know. Uh, I might have been in that position from time to time. But I'm more so in the position of, I'd like some help. <laughs> I'd like some help in my expression. Right? Yes, amen. So the Holy Spirit came, came in, filled them up, and out of them began, began to come this demonstration of power that had no explanation in natural terms. Right? Now, it was a demonstration to them. But what did it do for them? It allowed them to begin to see themselves doing something that they would have never even considered before. And it wasn't for that room. It was for beyond that room. Amen? And they went right out into the streets. that, that, That river that was inside them just kept flowing And now, because they had responded, they had gone through the passageway that the Holy Spirit presented, something that was beyond explanation. They began began to function in a purpose of demonstrating to these foreign people something that they would have never seen before. Isn't this cool? Now that we're staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. These people already believed in God. You know, the, 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 the law, they, they had this openness to God. I think there's a necessity for that, right? And when they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment. What was the sound? It was the sound of all these people under the power of the Holy Spirit, filled with the Holy Spirit, flowing with a communication from the Holy Spirit. Now, It's interesting what this communication was. It was declarations about who God is. It was proclamations of of the reality of God. It wasn't even preaching, maybe. It sounds like it was proclamations. They heard their own language being spoken. Utterly amazed. Utterly amazed. Wow. They asked. Are all these who are speaking Galileans, then how is it that each of us hears them in our own native language? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, and Asia. Not done yet. There's another slide. Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt, and the parts of Libya near Cyrene. Visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs. We hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. Amazed and perplexed, they asked one another, what does this mean? So here's what, the Holy Spirit was a necessity in demonstration for Jesus to be believed by people way beyond the confines of where they were. 
There was an expanse of the gospel that was getting ready to take place. They couldn't have done this on their own. They couldn't have practiced. Now let's see, let's get languages. Who's going to be here? Let's figure out who we can say something to. No! This is the power of the Holy Spirit. And what did it do? It opened up for them, first of all, a doorway to pass through so that they could begin to open up a doorway to somebody else immediately. Isn't that amazing? You don't have to get real good at it. You know, I, I, was, I was Googling some of this. It's like, uh, it's like uh, Jaron last, yesterday, we were, he, he said, we were asking what the, the largest number is. He said, uh, Google it. <laughs> uh, that's the answer for everything. <laughs> uh, so, but they're saying, what, what does this mean? What, what's going on with this? Here's what the Holy Spirit wants to do in these days. If there's going to be a revival now, it's not going to be because a bunch of church leaders. You know, I, I've been discouraged with this to some extent. Um, <laughs> I got together with some pastors from the area uh, a few years ago, and, and they, they wanted us to put together plans of how God would move in the city if, uh, um, you know, if he could have his way. And, uh, you know, my, my, we broke up into little groups and, and did stuff, you know, uh, came up with ideas. And I said, well, I think we ought to, you know, pray in the Holy Ghost. And... <laughs> my little ideas didn't get presented to the whole group because what they wanted to do was get together with other people and find out what people are feeling. And, and you know, uh, it's like, no, 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 we need demonstrations of power. Yes. Amen. And, you know, it's not about us being some great. No, it's just about us responding simply to the. We don't have to try to be like super spiritual and take on another voice. And, you know, no. We just need to, to be who God has made us to be and just say, God, I, 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 I want you to take me beyond where I am right now so I can begin to see some things that are different because I really believe that you're my healer. I really believe that you, you do these things. But I need you to take me through this. So I'm going to be, I'm going to, I'm going to insist on it. It's my promise from you, right? All right, I'm going to read some more here. Some, however, made fun of them and said, they have had too much wine. Why? Because sometimes when the Holy Spirit will come on you, you're, you might act different than you're comfortable acting. I've never been drunk but I've observed some people that are, and I'm thinking, they would never act that way if they weren't drunk. <laughs> right? The Holy Spirit's going to, and why is that necessary? Because you're going to need to do something that you won't do unless you are filled. Unless you have the power of the Spirit. Amen? And as long as you're leaning upon the wonderful person that you are apart from the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit's never going to get a chance to work through you. And as long as you say, I don't do that, that's just not who I am, then he's not going to be able to do what he needs to do. <laughs> now, he, he's a gentleman. He's a gentleman. He works with who we are. Amen? But I believe he's always wanting to take us a little further than where we've been. Yeah. Amen. <clears throat> then Peter stood up with the 11. Remember the guy that was running away um, not too long ago? Raised his voice and addressed the crowd. Fellow Jews and all of you who, who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. These people are not drunk as you suppose. It's only nine in the morning. I think, I think I know some people that might not, that might not be a problem for them. <laughs> No, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour, and listen to this, I will pour out my spirit on who? On all people. Your sons and your daughters. It doesn't say your disciples that know, knew Jesus personally. No, it says your sons and your daughters. That sounds like descendants. Right? Will prophesy. Your young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams. What are all these things? They're things that you don't explain naturally. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will 
prophesy. What is prophecy? Now, we'll, uh, we'll get to a verse that talks about this. But it's not about you. It's about opening a window for somebody else. And when you speak of something that's prophetic, what it does is it causes you, it's not pacifying some desire that you want to take place, saying, okay, that's going to take place, and now you can be happy because it's going to take place. No, it's declaring a truth of God that, that brings comfort to your heart because it's, it's unique to you. I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and billows of smoke. This does not sound exciting to me, but it's greater things, isn't it? <laughs> right? The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great glorious day of the Lord. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. So that's as much I wanted to, as, as I wanted to read from the Pentecostal experience right there. But you can't have enough of this. Amen? <laughs> and somebody referred to me a uh, uh, comment recently that, that things, things were getting a little too Pentecostal. And, uh, I'm, I, I, you know, man, I, I came from some pretty heavy-duty stuff, you know. I was... <laughs> I was talking to my dad yesterday, and, <laughs> and he, he was laughing about some of the stuff that, that happened. You know, he used to preach, and when he would preach, he'd really get going, you know, you know, and, <laughs> and you know, kind of, kind of beat on the, on the pulpit and whatnot. And, and one, one time, you know, that, that raised kick just kind of uh, let loose of his pants right there in the, in the crotch. <laughs> And uh, he, he commented yesterday, I'll say this, and don't, forgive me for saying it, but he, he, uh, somebody said, well, it was a good thing you didn't uh, release anything at the moment that that happened. That would have really been bad. Anyway, no, that was just between him and me, and he's going to hear me now, and he's going to be saying, why did you tell that? But, but <laughs> why was I going there? I, I don't know. Um, oh, Pentecostal. Yeah, yeah, I've I've experienced a lot of stuff, and it's like you know, um, you know, so, sometimes there's people that, that that might get out in in it and just be doing it for some other reason, but I would rather have people going somewhere. Uh, yeah, Brother Hagen used to say, I'd rather have a little wildfire than than no fire, or wet blankets, or you know, right? Um, and. and you know, it's like Jesus said with regard to this. He says, I'm not going to give you something that's going to hurt you. I'm not going to cause you to do something that you're going to be, you know, hate yourself forever because, you know, <laughs> because it's not about you. It's about opening up a window for somebody else. When God takes you to do something that's, that's, that's dynamic, that's powerful, You've already experienced something that's powerful. That's why he's going to demonstrate something through you. And the whole purpose of you being liberated from who you think you are. And this is why the, the Holy Spirit is so important in, in, in a prayer language. is because you can practice this. You can practice this anytime. You know, I think some people think you just have to wait until you kind of feel something coming on you again. No, you get filled, and now you have the capacity to tap into that at any moment. And I tell you, every time I speak in another language by the Holy Spirit, it's a demonstration of obedience and an activation of a power of God that makes no sense to me. <laughs> it will never make any sense to me, and that's why it's powerful. Amen? Isn't that good? So I can, when I'm going through something, I can begin to receive the Holy Spirit and begin to allow there to be proclamations that bypass the limitations of my mind. Amen? And what happens in the process of that, it opens up my understanding to begin to pro proclaim things that I would have never gone to if I hadn't opened up and released the Holy Spirit to speak in tongues. People want to bypass the gift that Jesus gave everybody and just operate in the supernatural. I'm not going to tie the Holy Spirit's hands, but I would say for us that we should 
We should follow the pattern that's been given. To be filled with the Holy Spirit. And then let that be an open doorway to everything else that God wants to do. This is good. This is good, isn't it? So here, here was something that, man, I, 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 we prayed about this. I think it was this week or sometime. I was reading this. Because, um, you know, there's, there's examples, and, and we could spend a lot of time probably looking at different examples of how Jesus actually operated in some of these things. Uh, you, all, the, all the amazing things that he did. He was opening up people. You know, um, well, I'll not get ahead of myself here. I'll go ahead and read this one, all right? <laughs> but this is, this is where he was, he had just been, he had just come out of the wilderness and, he's, and he begins to, he begins to draw, uh, call people to follow him, right? And he just call, called Philip and, and people are telling other people, say, wow, we found the, we found the Messiah. This is really cool. You want to go hang out with him? And so Philip, he, he, he finds Nathaniel. And Nathaniel, he, he's already, he's kind of like Thomas. He said, eh, eh, eh. Where's he from? Yeah, he's already, he's racist. He's, you know, prejudiced. You know, <laughs> you know came, came from that side of the border, from that side of the tracks, whatever. We have found the one Moses wrote about in the law and about whom the prophets also wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. He's telling his friend this. And Nazareth, can anything good come from there? This is a person that is not ready to receive anything. I'm sure this person loves God. I'm sure this person, you know, <laughs> he, he's, he's, he, he loves Philip, obviously. They're, they're buddies. But you're telling me that, that G, you know, honestly, I mean, it would be kind of hard for somebody. The Messiah? Right. Nazareth? Double right. You know, it's like, <laughs> oh, this can't be. This can't be. What's he need? I'd like you to come through this door. <laughs> right? I'd like you to see something that you haven't ever, you couldn't have even imagined before. So, come and see, said Philip. Bring your, you know, skepticism. Bring whatever it is. World, come on. You know, we were praying this the other day. <laughs> Rachel Maddow, <laughs> Pelosi, whoever, you know, bring them on. Bring them on. Once you see what God really does, what he can really do, you won't be able to deny anything, right? Or whoever you're, you might feel like might not accept. When Jesus saw Nathaniel approaching, he said of him, now, so he, Nathaniel's walking up. He's saying, oh, this is the guy. He's got like a long beard. He's got sandals on just like me. I mean, he's not even shining. I mean, you know, he's supposed to have like a, a glow over his head or something, right? But what happened? Power began to come out of Jesus' mouth. You know, he, he probably didn't get up and like, he wasn't like demonstrative. He, he just, it's what he said. It was full of power. He began to declare something that Nathaniel says, whoa, whoa. Here truly is an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. This is somebody that he's devout. He hasn't met this guy before. He starts, starts reading his mail. He already says, I, I, know, I know how devoted you are. I see how devoted you are. And Nathaniel says, I don't believe we've ever met. Right? How do you know me? And Jesus answered, I saw you while you were still under the fig tree before Philip called you. Whoa, a door opens, right? The Holy Spirit isn't confined to different things. He needs a vessel 
that will be in a position to see things when they need to be seen. When did Jesus see that? When did Jesus see it? When he was, when he was under the fig tree, right? That means Jesus was in a position to, to demonstrate the Holy Spirit way before he, the, the, the time for that to take place happened. Are you seeing what I'm saying? It's like there, there's a necessity for us to be being filled with the Spirit because we don't ever know when there, we need to perceive something right now that might not be utilized until sometime in the future. And it needs us to be in a position of receptivity. That's why we don't open ourselves up to other influences in our mind, in our body, other spirits. Why do we not partake of certain things? Why? Because it takes us out of a reception of a fullness of the Spirit that would cause us to be ready to be imparted something. Does this make sense? Then Nathaniel declared what happened to him. He, just a couple seconds ago, he was saying, Nazareth, what? Do you even know me? And all of a sudden, what does he say? Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the king of Israel. What do people need? Sometimes they don't need a sermon. You know, some, a, a lot of times the street people, people living down on the street, they know more of the word of God than a lot of us might. You know? What do they need? They need something they, they can't explain. They need the power of God. Amen? What? What, is, what, what does our belief pivot around? Resurrection. Unexplainable. Coming to life of the dead. Right? Everything else that will take place that is truly legitimate uh, consecration unto God will come in the realm of the supernatural. Amen? Every time we're born again, that's what's taking place. But I believe that God, this is what happened on the day of Pentecost. Amen? Now, this next slide, this is what happened. So Jesus said, you believe me because I told you I saw you under the fig tree. Small change, small change. It's just an open door, right? Because you believe that, because you believe that though, let, let, let's, let's, let's put a lot of value on every time God wants to move in, in, a, in a supernatural way. What it does, it opens up a door to greater things. Amen? You will see greater things than that. But you had to come through that. You have to have something that opens you up to you saying, he is. He is the Lord. He is the Savior. He's my Savior. Amen? Amen? Praise God. Are you glad you combed your hair and fixed, cooked breakfast and whatever? Aren't you glad for Buddy and Sandra on their diet? Um, so our promise, it's greater things for opening of doors by the Spirit. So, so John 14, 11 said, Believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or at least believe on the evidence of the works themselves. So Jesus talked about this a lot of times. Remember when he was getting ready to be crucified, he said, So for, for which works are you going to persecute me? Are you going to crucify me? All of these works were supposed to be, were, were, were done in order to open you up to believe in me. Everything that Jesus did by the power of the Holy Spirit, he did with a purpose of opening doors of belief to greater things. Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will not only believe in me, but they will come into a realm of not just observing greater things, but performing greater things. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. 
Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing, and they will do even greater things than these, because I am going to the Father. He said, I have to go away. Why? So the Holy Spirit can come. It wasn't just him going to the Father that would enable us to do greater things. It was the Holy Spirit's reception. Amen? Enabling us to be door openers, not just walker throughers. You know? The Holy Spirit isn't just for us. As soon as we walk through that door, we become a vessel. We become a door opener. What's that song? Rather be a doorkeeper in the house of the Lord. I like it in this context, don't you? Kind of. It's like my keeping of the doors to take people into the place where greater things are enabled for them. Isn't that good? Wow. This is even better than I was thinking it was going to be. <laughs> wow. I, mean, I think maybe the Holy Spirit's working right now. What do you think? I really do. I believe revelation is something that comes by the Holy Spirit. Amen? Stuff that will really change us. It's, it's Holy Spirit revelation. That's why, that's why Paul prayed for it, you know, in the Ephesians prayers. That, that you will actually be able to perceive what's happening. Because this is great stuff. Acts 3, 6. So, this was Jesus' promise when he said, you're going to do greater things than this. What happened immediately when they received... They began to do some things like that, but they're going to a place of prayer. They're not even, they're not even planning on this. They say, hey, you remember that guy? Because surely they went past this guy several times before, right? The, 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 the lame man at the, at the gate of the temple, the gate beautiful. And uh, this time they're going like they normally would. But now something's different today because Peter responds in a way you wonder if that, that guy had asked him for, for money before, you know, even. But something changes when you begin to go through that door yourself. You begin to have this conviction of what you possess. I like his response. Because what happened, as soon as you go through the door and you experience the power of God, as soon as you become filled with the Holy Spirit in a legitimate way, now you have something to give. Amen? That, that is so much more valuable to you than anything else that the world could put value on. And now when you're looking at things, you're looking at them differently. It's kind of like what I was sharing at, at, the, at the service yesterday. You know, uh, when, when, uh, when, when Michael, when I called Michael to fix my PT, you know, he heard something different than where can I take it to, to, uh, to dump it, you know. He heard possibilities, Right. So now when we, when we see somebody that's going through something, we don't see, we don't feel sorry for them. We, we're not, well, Jesus was moved with compassion. We feel bad that they're going through that. But we don't see something that's hopeless. We, some, we see an opportunity. Amen? Because we've gone through a door. And now we've been empowered with something that is not just for us. It's to pour through us. Amen? Can you see how this becomes something that is not just optional for us? Amen? It, this, is, this is what we got when we got Jesus. Amen? We got an opening into a place. We've been forgiven. We've been given new life. This is amazing what we've been given. But it's a doorway into even greater things. You know, Jesus is talking about all these amazing, you know, natural events that are going to take place. You're really going to be amazed when you see some of this stuff. But begin to walk in it now. Amen? So that was Peter's response. Silver and gold I do not have. And I like this part. He, he, he's so convicted of what he does have. Because he's gone through that place. He's experienced it. He said, now wherever I go, it's not just me going but I'm loaded. Amen? <laughs> so I just want to encourage you in a couple things when, to, to wrap this up. It's very important to not just be filled with the Holy Ghost and not affected by the Holy Ghost. 
So, you know, sometimes uh, people want to put all the gifts of the Spirit into, in, into the realm of fruit of the Spirit. And really, fruit of the Spirit is something um, that you, you can actually have gifts of the Spirit and not have the fruit of the Spirit. You can, you can operate in the power of God because the gifts and the callings of God are without repentance. You can be kind of an ordinary scoundrel, you know, <laughs> an ordinary cuss. But here, here's something, if it's going to be effective for very long, if, if it's going to be legitimate, people will see through, there's a smell test, you know? <laughs> Does this really smell right, you know? You can smell if somebody's really living this or not. For, for, for the places to go to become accessible beyond that door, Beyond just a demonstration of the power of God through our life even. For us to experience the real legitimacy of, of the greater things. There's a, a necessity of there to be fruit of the Spirit's residence. Not just his resting upon. Amen? Yeah. And the fruit of the Spirit will be love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. What, what is fruit? It's stuff you don't try to do. It's stuff that you can't help but do it because you've been hanging out in the right place. Amen? And what it does, it puts a fragrance upon you. I like that, that scripture. That, there's a translation of it this way. It says, now thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph and through us spreads everywhere the fragrance of knowing him. That sounds like fruit, doesn't it? And you know what is so wonderful for the opening of a door? So I, I used to do, uh, <laughs> I, this just came to me, just bear with me. I, I used to do a lot of tapping on roofs or tapping on doors to climb on roofs. Um, you know, you have to get sure, make sure it's okay before. And I don't know if, you, uh, if you've encountered this, but... Um, you can almost tell the culture of the people residing within uh, from the doorstep without, you know. <laughs> Before the door even opens, you can smell curry, especially curry. That, that was the thing that came to mind. I actually really like curry. Uh, and, and I really like Asian people, you know. Uh, but you know what you're getting before the door opens based upon the fragrance that you get before it opens. Isn't that a good example? And that just came to me. That was the Holy Spirit. You're welcome. <laughs> right? <laughs> but isn't that good? And that's what the fruit of the Spirit is. It, it, you can go through that door yourself, but to, the, the most precious thing is when the anointing of God gets on you and you begin to smell like the Holy Spirit, it will open up a door that just a demonstration won't open when the fruit is being born in your life. And you know what? Your life is so much better. You know what most people are going through? Most people are going through guilt. This is the power of the blood of Jesus. He, 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 he takes care of all that stuff. But a lot of times we still have a, 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 a challenge with that. Pastor Kim you know, was praying over that today. You know, we all have that. Something in our past. And here's what the Holy Spirit will do. He'll, he'll be the application of the blood when we begin to apply the truth of God's word by the Holy Spirit. And what happens in the process of that is his fruit begins to be born in our life when we get and we can begin to develop. This doesn't happen just immediately, but it becomes a, a process of, of growing in this ability to actually live the fruit of the Spirit where we are not offended by people anymore. So we're not supposing if somebody's offended by us. Which a lot of times, that's a big problem for a lot of people. Oh, I think maybe I did something, you know. No, but you, you, the, the fruit of the Spirit, it, all of these elements, what it does, and I like the, the last phrase of this, it says, against such there is no law. And what the law does for us is it causes us to be guilty. It causes us to be kept from a 
redemption consciousness, a righteousness consciousness, an ability to demonstrate the power of God through us. Amen? So it's so necessary, and I encourage us in this, in the reception of the Holy Spirit and the passing through the doorway that he provides, be affected by him. Amen? Actively by faith. Father, I'm looking to smell like you. I'm looking to bear your fruit. Amen? Because, you know, I think, I think uh, there, was, there was scripture comes to mind that talks about uh, how, how, and this is me just paraphrasing, how bad it would be for me to preach the gospel and for me to, in the process, lose my own salvation. The Holy Spirit isn't just about the demonstrations. It's about its effect upon us. Because he want, you live by the fruit of the Spirit and there will be victory in your life in every area. Because no longer will you be even able to be caught up in guilt and that, that conflict right there. You're liberated into a realm of freedom. Amen? So this is necessary. This is the purpose of the Holy Spirit for us personally. Amen? Greater things will uh, open up when you are edified. So I want to... Um, uh, let's see where I'm at on this. Um, so, 1 Corinthians 14, it, it, it talks about, so it, it's, it's a chapter that a lot of people like to use to denigrate speaking in other tongues, saying that it's not necessary. But I'd like for us to see it this way because, uh, you know, we've talked about this already, that it's, it's a necessary opening of a door to go in to a realm. But it's so important for there to be an understanding of the fullness of the Spirit, especially with speaking in other tongues. And its real purpose needs to be not selfish. But it needs to not be denied or it can't fulfill its purpose. Can you see that? Follow the way of love. So we just come out of the love chapter. Sounding brass, tinkling cymbals. If you're doing anything and it's not by love, right? So, so it says, follow the way of love and eagerly desire gifts of the Spirit, especially prophecy. For anyone who speaks in a tongue does not speak to people but to God. Indeed, no one understands them. They utter mysteries by the Spirit. So he's actually validating our own passage into the, through a doorway. So when you speak in the Spirit, you're speaking unto God. When you speak in other tongues, right? He says, but the one who prophesies. And here's, and what it does is it says, you know, it's very important for you to receive this promise that was given to everybody in order for you to operate in a higher, in a greater thing that it wants to take you to in the realm of prophecy. Because what God wants to take you to the, the best things are not what you're going to get yourself. The best things are what you're going to give to somebody else. And that's what prophetic things do. But prophetic things are dependent upon the reception yourself. Yeah. It, it, they're depending upon this communication of God that goes beyond your own ability to control it. Right? And so it helps me to understand this passage because it's not denigrating the Holy Spirit. It's saying, understand what the Holy Spirit is for. You have to have it so that you can go to greater things. The prophetic things. Amen? And so don't stop in the doorway of the Holy Spirit either. Thinking you're done. No. You've just given or been given a reason to go to greater things. All right? Anyone who speaks in a tongue edifies themselves. Oh, let me just... So this is what prophecy is. It's for strengthening, encouraging, and comfort. Now, that might come in different forms. You might give a, a, a revelation of something that needs to be done. But it's not our job to be telling people what to do. Amen? But there will be something that's supernatural that God wants to speak. That it will bring comfort to somebody. That might be something that, a, a word that they said, how in the world did you know that? How could you have come up with that? No, it was by the power of the Spirit. What Jesus said, he said, I saw you under a tree. That's all it said. That's all he said. And that was enough. That was enough. What's enough? It, it doesn't have to be somewhere, you know, uh, we're taking this um, leadership role in somebody's. No, it's just us being obedient to the Holy Spirit, right? Yeah. So then, anyone who speaks in a tongue 
edifies themselves. There's a necessity. What is the edifying of yourself? That's that continual passage through the door of the Holy Spirit. He wants to be our doorway maker. Continually. Amen? But the one who prophesies edifies the church. And he's saying this is, this is the purpose for going through that door. To go to a greater thing. Amen? Isn't this good? All right. Can you handle this a little bit more? All right. I think I just have one more. Praise the Lord. Well, I don't want to lie. All right. Let me just do this quick. I, I am talking kind of fast, all right? So <laughs> the door to the greater things of the Spirit kept open in prayer. So, so Jude 1.18 says, They said to you, in the last times there will be scoffers who will follow their own ungodly desires. These are the people who divide you who follow mere natural instincts and do not have the Spirit. Now, when you're thinking about this, you can think about people in the world, but I think you can maybe even think about people in the church. Yeah. Right? Because yes. what is their real purpose? They want to impress you with who they are, what they have, you know? What is their real purpose? I don't want to hear what somebody just says out of their mind. I want to hear something by the Spirit. Amen? Are we getting something by the Spirit this morning? Aren't you glad for the Word of God? Amen. All right. Are you liking what I'm saying? All right. <laughs> but you, dear friends, by building yourselves up in your most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves. What are you doing when you're praying in the Holy Spirit? You're accessing the doorway that's been made by the Spirit into a realm of wonderment beyond which there are greater things enabled. Wow, that was a really good statement. I'm not going to try to say it again, but that was, again, by the Holy Spirit, all right? <laughs> Keep yourselves in the love, in God's love. So the whole purpose of this is for love to be demonstrated, isn't it? There's no greater demonstration of God's power than love. God so loved the world that he gave his son. Keep yourselves in God's love as you wait for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ to bring you to eternal life. Aren't you thankful for that promise? All right. And here, I lie not, is the last verse. All right. <laughs> and you can be comforted in this. This is a, a prophetic word for you right now. This is the last, the last verse. All right. Aren't you glad that we can enjoy God? Amen. And, and there can be joy in his presence. Amen. We don't have to feel like we have to self, what do you call it, flagellate or, you know. Uh, we don't have to hurt ourselves in order for God to like us. Uh, all right, somebody look that up. Google it real quick. <laughs> help me, with, help me, help me, Google. All right. Walking through the Spirit's door takes people to a whole new way of life. Matthew 17, 20. He replied, because you have so little faith, truly I tell you, I like this in this context. If you have faith as small as a mustard seed, if I can just get you through a mustard seed doorway, right? There's enough greater stuff on the other side of that. Now I know. I'm right. I'm right there, yeah. <laughs> Man, I like being right. <laughs> I know I was thinking about it ahead of time because I'm thinking, I'll see how's that spelled. Oh. But uh, I think that's right. Okay. Um, we learn things in church all the time, don't we? <laughs> all right. I'm going to ask you what that word was next week and see. <laughs> okay. Because you have so little faith. Uh, um, I think is, this is after they were trying to cast out that demon, is it? Or no, is this a different location? Um, but they were, they were asking about faith. Are you helping me? Yes. The child that, that had the demon that they couldn't cast out. He said, the problem is you don't have enough faith. You haven't, you haven't uh, gone through the door enough yourself. This is where the Holy Spirit, man, he wants, to, he wants to be our minister in this. He wants to help us with this. And he's given us of his Holy Spirit. He said, I'm going to comfort you. I'm going to help you in this area to be able to see things beyond where you're at. Um, truly, I tell you, if, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, 
Move from here to there. And it will move. Does that sound like a greater thing or, or what? Well, actually, having faith as a mustard seed, as a grain of mustard. Actually, I had somebody give me one of those one time. It's like, whoa, those are pretty, pretty tiny. Um, but I see that kind of like that word that, that Jesus gave uh, Nathaniel. You know, I saw you and, well, that's, that's not a really big deal. God's asking us today, just believe. Just believe that something that's in your life today is big. Amen? And receive of the Holy Spirit's ability to help you to do that. Don't just sit there and say, I'm really trying to believe. I'm really trying to believe. Let the Holy Spirit come. Be your helper. Fill you up. Amen? And then to begin to speak out things. You know what I found is, is what, what does it say? Uh, if you have faith as a, as a mustard seed, you've just gone through just a, you've gotten a glimpse of God's greatness. What starts to happen? Starts to change what's coming out of your mouth. Because what comes out of your now, mouth is now a demonstration of the power of God. Did that mountain move just because you needed it to move? Or did it move so somebody else could believe? Amen? And when it's so somebody else can believe. A lot of times when I'm looking at that saying, man, I got some mountains. I got to get moves so I can finally have some relief. But when the motivation becomes what love is, now the motivation is there's a mountain in somebody else's life. That because I believe, because I haven't just sat back on the other side of that door, said I'm not going there. I'm going to receive of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to allow him to be my helper. To go through this door and to take somebody else with me. Get on the other side of the door. Now what starts coming out of your, what, what is speaking to a, a mountain? It's kind of a prophetic kind of a thing. It changes the way you even interact with things. No longer do you pray for God to do something. You start commanding things to take place. Because you know what you have. What did Peter say to the man? Did he say, such as I have, give, I give unto you. I have the ability to talk to God on your behalf. That's not what he said, was it? He spoke to him. He said, I have it. I've been given it such as I have. I give to you in the name of Jesus. As if Jesus were here right now. Because the Holy Spirit's come to occupy me. He's come to reveal Jesus, not to me, but just, not just to me, but to others, somebody else. Amen? So now what comes out of your mouth is not persuasion. It's declaration and commands. Man, this is good, isn't it? Praise God. So what happens as you begin to tell things to take place, to open doors, what is the purpose of the mountain moving? Well, you need the mountain to move, but like with everything that Jesus did, it was really just a door of opening to greater things. Amen? He says, it will move, and he didn't stop there. He said, and nothing will be impossible to you. That sounds like greater things, doesn't it? Is that good? 